baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Beamaz and Beamer here with you for the first time this week. We're back. <laughs> WBEN. How's everybody doing today? And uh, Joe, we'll start off with the uh, biggest question, the burning question on everyone's mind. Are the Packers' week one problems the results of their offseason uh, issues? Is that No, just kidding. I think it probably is, and this will be a good test on Monday night against the. Oh, that's a different show. Yeah, that's that's uh, what was that's, uh, flashing on TV just a little bit ago. So Brian and I are going to talk about it on the new uh, bet fifteen twenty after this. Just so you yeah, know. but it, I mean, it does almost seem like that's a related show because every day this week it's been something about the stadium or the Bills or you know, something along those lines, right? I mean, yesterday, of course, with the news. The big news, yeah. I was surprised that we've said a million times on this show, Joe, that the news happens when we get off the air. That's That's how it works. And we we, uh, prep you for what's about to happen uh, during the day. So I should have been prepared yesterday when I was in a little bit later for the news to happen while I was there. (laughs) It kind of caught me (laughs) off guard. I was like, oh, yeah. This is the time when stuff happens. This is yeah. This is when we stop looking ahead, and it's actually the future, and we can talk about it. Yeah, and uh, so that's what happened yesterday. Was uh, what we've been talking about throughout the morning. A new policy from the bills, uh, really from Erie County, and that I mean there is, I think, a distinction to be made there, and it is interesting after all the back and forth over the past year. I would say around a year it's been talked about where this is going to be what the policy is at the stadium. The county executive saying this is what we want, a vaccination only, vaccine proof to go into the stadium. And then we'll have a full house at the stadium. And the governor saying, well, you can't do that. You don't have the authority to. And the county executive saying, yes, I do. And then the governor uh, was caught kissing a million people on camera. And now he's not the governor anymore. And now there's a new governor. And now maybe everything changed with this whole idea of who is and isn't able to make these rules, but it finally happened yesterday and slowly going into effect. And I I guess the first thing is first with this, and and that is the policy itself. And I would implore you, and look, I'm always glad to help. I like to think of myself as a helpful person. Nice guy, yeah. Um, it, that you know, if there's a little confusion around here, you know, feel free give us a call eight zero three zero nine thirty. Drop us a line on our text board. We may make you more confused, but I, yes, oh, I, uh, hopefully not. If you want to text our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board eight zero three zero nine thirty, same number. If you want to give us a call throughout the day, if you have any questions about the logistics of this entire policy, I mean, you can feel free to uh, give that to us right now. But I would just say this. Before all these, and I've seen these questions over and over and over again throughout the day, to I'm 
I am confused with how so many people are confused with what exactly the policy is and what your options are if you have tickets to any of these events at the stadium or the arena. I actually said to you, Joe, before we went on the air, I, for the first time, I, I thought it was pretty clear even without me doing this, but I went on to the Bills site and under the Highmark Stadium tab, Health and Safety, there's the whole rundown, everything you need to know about attending Highmark Stadium. And I mean, full infographic in bullet points, exactly what the policy is, including what happens if I don't want to get vaccinated and I have tickets, what the policy is spelled out for you, right? right? Yes. I So first thing you see, if you are confused at all by the policy itself and what your options are, do like two seconds of just looking it up online or you know, listen or reading any of these reports, right? It's a fairly simple policy itself to understand. And when Brian says online, he does mean the Bills website. Don't believe some yeah. unverified Twitter account. I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> just straight to the source, straight to the Bills website, straight to the Key Bank Center website. Uh, if you go to the county's website, it bumps you to uh, the Bills website because it spells it all out for you exactly what the policy is and what you need to know. And on that front, I think it is pretty simple. Um, the only point of confusion I saw um, that, you know, it, it might have been confused a little bit when we were speaking with Ron Rakuya uh, earlier this morning was the point on concerts at the arena. I mean, point blank, what you need to know after the 31st and really starting with every event at the arena or the stadium from here on out, yes. you need to have at least one vaccine dose. But right. Starting on Halloween, the Halloween game, you need to be considered fully vaccinated to go to an event at Highmark Stadium or at KeyBank Center for the foreseeable future. That is including a Bills game, a Sabres game, any concert, any thing, period, at either of the stadiums. That is the policy. So I, that is about as blunt as you can be with that. Now, the question that came up with concerts at the stadium, the only reason why that there is a little bit of uh, confusion there is because the concert refund policy will vary from show to show. That's out of the hands of the venue. The vaccination policy is still there no matter what the concert is. No matter what's in the arena, at the arena. Yeah. You have to be vaccinated. To get your money back is up to the people putting on the show. Yeah, so that might be a, a little confusing if you have tickets to a particular concert at the arena. It might not be right exactly uh, the same as the Bills or Sabres. Um, but I, you know, and on this uh, question with, and there was people, I know, Joe, you were taking the call, so you probably speak to this better than me. Uh, and maybe in the immediate aftermath, there was a little bit more confusion before the emails went yes. out, before the page was put on the Bills site immediately after the announcement of, you know, well, what are my options if I'm a ticket holder? I I actually think that they are being, given that the policy is put in place by the county, that the Bills and Sabres, and we don't know too much about the Sabres because their ticket situation is still... In flux. Yeah, I, I was surprised we didn't get many people calling asking about their Sabre tickets. Yeah, a little weird. Um, but I, I think the policy is pretty good 
for season ticket holders, and, and even if you have single game seats, I I think the policy is pretty fair for you when it comes to a refund. I know, Joe, you had a, pe- a couple of people uh, who were complaining about that. They were complaining more about the fact that they wouldn't be able to keep their seniority. They'd have to go back on the waiting list um, if they were to give up their tickets, Brian. So that was their main thing. It wasn't getting the refund. That The bills have been very, um, according to people I talked to, uh, very, very, you know, hey, here's your money. We'll, we'll send you this in 30 days. Uh, but people didn't want to lose that seniority and go back on a waiting list that, with the bill's success, is pretty long. To which... I would say you kind of go the route that you should go I would maybe anyway, right? Instead of getting a refund from the team is to sell those tickets yourself. Exactly. If you don't plan on getting vaccinated, you have season tickets, and you still want to keep your name, you know, your seats, your seniority, uh, everything that comes with being a season ticket holder for even just a year. We'll just go sell those tickets on the secondary market. You're probably making a profit. I, I would say so, unless the bills completely Don't say fall. it, Joe. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> I would think you're making a profit on this season if you just sold the remaining games. If you don't want to get vaccinated but don't want to lose that uh, priority. A little bit less of a profit because you're not selling the game that was this past Sunday. Right. But right. making a profit nonetheless. Um, and, and not so much with the Fitzpatrick return game since it's not happening anymore. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, you are probably going to make a profit if you do go that route. If you don't, you do have the option to get a refund or you could give the tickets to somebody else. And I think that's a fair policy because as I was talking about even before this announcement was made yesterday, I, based on all the boxes you have to click this year before buying tickets, everything you have to agree to, and the numerous you know, times you are warned about changing uh, guidelines for entering the stadium and, and that these might change and you are not entitled to a refund, I think it's pretty fair to be offered the option right. to get your money back and, and how the situation's working right now. Because as far as I understand, you didn't even have to be given that option for a refund. And if you're holding game, uh, tickets to just one game, if you just bought tickets to one game, you don't have that option for a refund. Uh, but you still have the ticket. You can still sell it just like a season ticket holder can You'll sell You'll at least theirs. make your money back, I think, on this season. It's not like yeah. previous seasons where you have to sell it for a loss. There is not a game right now where you wouldn't make that money back exactly. selling it on the secondary market. Exactly. So uh, a lot of options out there for those who choose to, get, to, to not get vaccinated. And, and, and by the way, this similar thing I was talking about yesterday happened in New Orleans with the Saints. They announced, and it was kind of uh, crazy because we heard this. This is part of the uh, Ron Rakuya interview earlier this morning. In terms of fans who've actually um, asked for a refund, uh, it's been minimal. There's certainly been a lot of conversation and asking questions and dialogue. But in terms of action and turning back tickets thus far, that, that's been pretty minimal. Uh, that's Ron Rakuya who was on with us earlier this morning. Full interview at WBEN.com. But I I almost forecasted this yesterday on the air when I said, if you look at what happened in New Orleans, the team itself said that in terms of people asking for refunds, not that much. Anyone who did ask for a refund, there was somebody right there waiting in line to snatch up that ticket. Right For the team implementing this policy, 
it's a net zero. Uh, you know, I mean, there's it's an even trade-off of people looking to get out and people looking to get back in. What you did see was because season ticket holders know that there's a waiting list. They don't want to lose those privileges they have for being a season ticket holder and some of those perks. There are a lot more tickets that ended up on the secondary market down in New Orleans after this. So it's not necessarily something the team would see in terms of people asking for refunds. Right. But it was people saying, hey, look, I'm keeping my season tickets, but I'm not going to go to these games, right, Um, (laughs) to be able to uh, do this. So I would not be surprised to see something similar here. Again, that being said, if we look at the numbers, how popular is this going to be? In Erie County, 73-plus percent. This is as of um, the week ending on 9-11. 73-plus percent of people over the age of 20 have gotten at least one dose of the vaccine. Uh, All in all, everybody, it's 64 percent. So it is the majority of people across western New York, 800,000 people have gotten uh, vaccinated across the western New York region. It is the majority of people who this will not have an impact on. Right. If you're wondering why and why the county would feel comfortable, why the team would feel comfortable in, in going on with this, even though, you know, I would encourage you to go back and listen to Ron Rakuya's interview to get that team perspective. I mean, that is the reason why. That's not looking at polls, which can go either way, depending on who's polled and, you know, some poll numbers on what people supposedly think of mask mandates or vaccination mandates. That's just going on the raw numbers of who is vaccinated in the area where you're trying to sell tickets. The majority of people are. Yes, and we talked to two individuals yesterday who said that now with this mandate in place, they, uh, they're they going to get vaccinated because they don't want to miss what might be a very memorable Bills season. I will also say, though, Brian, 70-some percent vaccinated in Erie County, so a majority of people not affected by this. But I do think there are people who are vaccinated who are uneasy about the county making this announcement yesterday. And I know we talked about that a little bit um, when I was in for Tom yesterday, uh, about the county making the announcement and not Pagula Sports and Entertainment. Now, I realize the buildings are owned by the county, operated by PSE, um, and there would still be the pushback. Don't get me wrong. I'm not not saying that. But I I do think this goes to what I've been saying about how unpopular politicians are um, and the fact that the county executive was the one to make the announcement. With people like me, I think it's setting just a little uneasy. So uh, that is the main. Now, if you were to ask me, and I'm still, I go back and forth on this, and I, you know, I'm sorry that I don't sound like some uh, talk show host with the most conviction in the world. But personally speaking, if you're somebody who walks around with a strong, loud, uh, firm opinion on absolutely everything, you are a you know what and i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> talk to you you know generally speaking because uh, most things have some sort of nuance and mixed feeling to it and if you were to ask me personally how i feel about this decision i i think the the core of it would be it really doesn't impact me that much it doesn't because it affect me at all i yeah it doesn't I, affect you at all i'm vaccinated if i want to go to a game i can and i it doesn't really have an impact on me. I would also say that, and I would say that 
people being vaccinated in general is a good thing. If you're or if you have any sort of immunity to COVID, it that is a good thing. Yes. In the current climate. I would also say, though, that you mentioned the word uneasy. Yes. And that, I think, is the feeling there that I get uneasy with how overboard I think people go in support of a mandate like this or when they start talking about mandates like this. And I think there is a difference in, and, you know, Dr. Adalja, when he comes on with us, he maybe speaks to this perfectly because you cannot, uh, most doctors will say the uh, end justifies the means, right? And Dr. Adalja will tell you, well, not always and not exactly. And you do have to take a look at the means to an end sometimes because it is important. And what I would say is it's okay if you support any vaccination mandate. I would think that you're in, you know, you probably have your own firm standing and good backup information to do so. However, when I see people who are so feverishly supporting it, and you've seen this comment a lot online over the last year, where people make fun of, you know, they, they say making a mockery of, oh, yeah, freedom. Oh, my right. And I'm sitting here going, yes, freedom. Yeah. Right. Those are very important things. And while you can say, and it's very true, nobody's forcing you to get vaccinated. They're just saying if you don't have a vaccine, you can't go to a football game. I There is the part of me, and I, I do think that more people should be thinking about this, even if you do support this, that, okay, well, now you don't have to get vaccinated. I'm not being forced to be vaccinated, but now I can't go see the Bills. And now I can't go see the Sabres. And then, you know, maybe I can't work where I worked before. And, you know, there is a tipping point where the means don't necessarily justify the end. And I'm not saying that we're there. I'm not saying that this brings us closer. But to completely show disregard for any sense of personal freedom, that is where I start to be uneasy. And I do think that there is plenty of room for you to support something like the decision that was made yesterday, but also say, you know, hang on a second. When you're making that decision, can you give me the answer as to when that is over, right? It's what we've talked about with every COVID guideline before. Can I get an answer as to when this ends? When does that restriction end? Um, Where are we starting to include natural immunity in this? Are are we starting? You are completely reasonable to also be uh, asking those questions of the situation. And, And I think that's what makes me uneasy, Joe, is just the disregard that so many people have, and they almost view uh, rights and freedom as a joke, and like, hey, you know, whatever, I have enough, uh, you know, personal freedom uh, whatsoever, and they're just completely flippant about that point. And I don't think you should ever be flippant about that point when those rights and those that ability to move freely is brought into question. We will talk more about this after the break. Taking your calls, 803-0930. It's BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. 
Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Yes, yes, that is the name of the show. Welcome back. It is Beamaz and Beamer. We're talking about... The developments at the stadium and the arena uh, starting the 25th of September, 10 days from today. You need to have at least one dose of the COVID, of a COVID-19 vaccine. You have to be fully vaccinated by Halloween. Brian, you, you were talking before the break. And, and I, I, the, this uneasy feeling that I mentioned. And, you know, I saw this coming. Like, I, I did think the Bills were eventually going to make this decision. I, I do think it should have been made before the first game. But that's neither here nor there. It, it To me... It's not the policy itself. If the Bills want this policy, if the Sabres want this policy, that's fine. That's their decision. Uh, I'm all for private uh, industry coming up with their rules for their business. It's just the fact that Mark Polonkar has had to put his face on this is what makes me feel a little uneasy uh, when talking about it. What do you think? 803-0930, that is the number. Jen in Cheektowaga here on WBEN. How's it going, Jen? Good. Um, I have a question. Um, regarding the vaccine mandate for being able to go to a Bills game, I'm trying to find out information. My husband's a postal worker. He's exempt from this mandate. Do we lose our season tickets? Oh, oh. He's exempt from the federal what? employee mandate. <laughs> yes. He's, but he is still... If you want to go to a Bills game starting October 31st, you need to be fully vaccinated. Jen, thank you for the call. So even and if you're exempt from another mandate, even if this you're one a you are not worker, exempt from. You need to be vaccinated. Even if you work at the deli, you need to be vaccinated in order to go to a Bills game starting October 31st. Joe, if you work at Dick's Sporting Goods, you will still need to be vaccinated to go to a Bills game on October 31st. Well, so that, you, we, we've got to keep all, all options open. You, you know, and Brian, we talked about this before the show. Um, there's four teams right now that are um, requiring vaccine proof. Two of them do have the test out option. And as you mentioned, it's a more expensive option. Probably wouldn't change a lot of things. I was surprised that the that Erie County is not offering that test out option. Yes, I know it wouldn't change many people's minds. It's an expensive I actually, test. Yeah, I, I was surprised that they did not add that because they are only one of two teams that do not have a test out option. Both are policies put in place by the government, not by the teams themselves. I... Uh I'd like to see that yesterday, Joe, because I think that kind of 
it, it maybe backs up something that people have been saying about that you know negative test option for a while now and the testing option is almost kind of a joke in some sense um where you know if if your goal is to keep out covid your goal is to you know have uh, uh you know covid safe environments I, I mean the test only does that to a certain extent it's only so accurate um and the county executive said i think it's about time that we are realizing that testing to go to a certain thing is not you know maybe the canadian border would be the next to realize this that hey you have a vaccination you also don't need to be tested once or twice to go over the canadian border i hope this starts a trend of maybe backing away from the testing a little bit well i think if you're vaccinated you uh don't, shouldn't have to be tested to go over the border i i agree with that I, I'm just saying what I was surprised with. I'm not. I'm not saying a lot of people would have taken advantage of it. I'm not even saying it's. It, it's. It would have been the wise. The wisest thing to do. I was just surprised that that was not offered because I do believe if this was a decision of PSE that the testing would have been offered um, as a opt out of the vaccination. That's just my take. We'll have more calls in just a moment on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board 803-0930 if you want to give us a call or send us a text um, saying there should also be an option for those attending games who have had COVID and can show that they have natural occurring antibodies. Uh, this can be shown by having a blood test. I mean, I would even go further than that and saying antibodies is maybe not even, again, this depends on which scholarly you know journals you're reading and what doctor you're listening to. The antibodies is, is not necessarily the best way to even determine that because they don't last forever. The Immunity is kind of in the cells, those T cells that you might have read about before. And the antibodies do die down over time. One doctor described it, I can't remember if I read this or if it was on the air with us, that if you always kept the antibodies for everything that you've been exposed to, that your blood would be like thick as molasses. Oh. That, you know, if you, everything just kept uh, building and building and you kept that full force of antibodies, then that's what would happen. Right. And you have the antibodies and there's a, a big response and then it wanes away, but that doesn't mean your immunity wanes away. Maybe a past positive COVID test. And like uh, we've been saying throughout the last week, Joe, that's not a crazy right <laughs> idea that's being done in other countries right. as part of an immunity passport and again if the reaction is going to be and from what i've seen this kind of backs it up if i would have to make a pie chart of the reaction it is um maybe 75% of people don't care it's uh 20% of people are applauding it and 5% of people are really opposed to it. If I had to guess, judging from the reaction I've seen and the data that's out there and everything like that. But to you probably could have cut that down, the percent of people who actively really hate this idea, by saying, oh yes, we are also going to recognize natural immunity as part of this. And that wouldn't be controversial medically, and it would also say to people like yeah we are listening to you if you do have this sort of immunity and you can kind of show us that that way that's maybe a stepping stone to bridging that gap a little bit 
again, we've been talking about that a lot over the past week. Well, like uh, you said, Brian, if if we could do PR or uh, for some of these um, government entities. John in Eden, let's go uh, there next. You're on WBEN. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, the, the biggest issue I have with the mandates um, is the case fatality rate on this virus is less than 1%. If you go back to Jacobson versus Massachusetts, it was for a, a case fatality rate of 30%. Okay, so that being said, to warrant a mandated vaccination, that has only been in circulation for eight months. All right, there's there's paragraphs in the vaccination approval requirements called disclosure, which is what's in it. Does anybody know what's in it? Has anybody seen an insert, which is that little piece of paper that when you unfold it, comes out the three by three and you wonder how they got it in a box. All right, what are the contraindications, which is allergic reactions? What are all the major and minor events associated with the vaccination. We have not been told that realistically. It's, there's hearsay. There's Facebook, Twitter, this doctor, that doctor, this doctor. Okay, there's no proven aspect of this vaccination. You can't test for a Delta variant. You have no way to test for it, not individually. So to take the testing aspect of it and say, let's test, you can't. There's no way. Genome sequencing is the only way that they can do it. All right, John. I, you know, I think we get uh, the point that you're trying to make here. And I, you know, I'm just kind of unfolding this right now. And to take a look at, you know, uh, we, we don't know what's in it. Let's uh, unfold and take a look at some of the uh, different things. Um, you know, sodium, benzoate, niacinamide, oh. um, to kind of uh, look at some of these things. Pyridoxin, exactly. hydrochloride, inositol. Um, so there are a lot of ingredients that might make you think twice. Oh, wait, that's I'm not reading my vaccination card. I'm actually reading the Monster Energy drink that I'm drinking right now um, <laughs> that has a list of I was ingredients. Say that sounds familiar. Um, that are as long as, uh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be drinking too many of these things, but I think you kind of get the point. So let's go to Jack in Cheektowaga. Jack, you're on WBEN. You know, I, here's the thing. I, I'm all for a private, or, you know, a private business or a company doing what they choose to do with their own entity. But now the problem here comes in is that when you throw a government involved, being Erie County and the Poland Czar himself, um, here's where the problem comes in. You're mandating fans to be vaccinated to attend a, a hockey game or an event on county property, but you're not mandating this for all county properties, and you're not mandating it for all the players in the facility as well. So this is going to come to a situation where this is a lawsuit right there on discrimination because it's not what's good for all, it's just what's good for some. Well, Jack, I'll, I'll tell you, for the last 18 months, I would have liked to see a lot of consistency when it comes to, uh, to lawmaking, but that's one thing that uh, you'll never see in politics or in any form of government, no matter what party's in charge, and that's consistency when it comes to uh, laws and mandates. And I, and I totally understand that. Now, where I'm, on at is where I'm at with it is, listen, I'm not for or against either situation, but where I am for, what I am for here is the fact that Listen, these players got to get to the game. 
So if you get enough people that decide to say, hey, you know what, we're not for this, we're just going to block the entrances and the drive path to the game. Good luck having a game if we don't allow the teams even to enter the facility. That's how you protest this. Okay. Um, Jack, you and uh, two other people uh, will see you at the gate at the uh, game. I, You know, I, there is a – and listen, I appreciate the point of consistency, and it's not exactly the same rule for every – and you know, we've been talking about that for the last year and a half. Right. There is, however, the – if you are going – there is some logic behind doing it here. Is I, I mean, is anybody going to argue that – the environment at the stadium is different from a DMV office? No. When I'm at a DMV office, there's myself. The last time I went to turn in my old plates, there was myself, and there was like seven other people there. Yeah, it's not like it used and to be. There's a big building, and I, you know, I don't know. That's a little bit different from uh, shouting and screaming all over everybody, and there's seventy thousand people. Now, I'll tell you, those packed le- in there. Those legislator meetings. You might want to, <laughs> but, but I mean, you get I, what I I'm get saying. There, to treat them all the same I, would not make sense. And I get your point. I do think through all of this, it is the lack of consistency that adds to it. I'm not saying with the consistency. Just like I'm not saying that if the the Pagulas had uh, had made this without any uh, any person from the county commenting on it, um, there would have obviously still been we would have still been talking about it. You'd still have people against it. Uh, but I do think people want to see a little bit more consistency in the laws making. And, and no, Brian, you make a great point. Obviously, the the atmosphere at a Bills game, not so much the Saber games. Um, are you know right on top of each other, shoulder to shoulder. You're not shoulder to shoulder at the DMV anymore. You're not shoulder to shoulder in any other county office. I get it. But I do understand the calls for consistency. And again, I'll go back to my point, and, and Jack made it as well, um, that uh, it's not so much the requirement for the stadium, for the arena. It's just the fact that the county was the one to make the announcement um, and not the Pagulas who do operate the buildings. Again, I realize it's county property, uh, but any other rule like this would come from the operator, uh, not the county. I'm just, if you want to make the argument about the mandate itself, I, I don't think the way to go is comparing this to every other place uh, on earth or something like that. I don't think the way to go is to compare this to what happens at county hall when people are going to the office i don't think the way is necessarily to compare this to a park or you know something else that the county runs i mean the way to question this would be to question and yes it is still a question is does it actually make a difference i mean can we point to any of these events in 2021 in a post vaccine world being super spreader events i don't know if there's clear data on that i i mean if you want to ask the question and raise that point i think that would be the point to make is are we doing this unnecessarily i mean does this need to happen and to that extent and this goes back into that question of the uneasy feeling of you know people are so flippant about personal liberty now for some reason that if there is no real point to the matter if it doesn't make a tangible difference is that worth right is that worth you giving up 
some of your right. And, you know, I don't, is this giving up some of your rights? Yeah, I, to an extent, again, um, you know, like you said, I guess the distinction can be made who makes the rule in the first place. If it's the county, if it's the state, or if it's the team itself, maybe there is a difference there. But I think at the end of the day, if you want to make a strong argument against this mandate, you'd start with the question, will it make a difference in the current world that we're in? And I I think there's a fuzzy, you know, and you heard uh, they were asked about the Billy Joel concert. They were asked about the preseason game, and they said they're not any sort of super spreader event. There's nothing that they can really trace to that event, and if it doesn't make a difference, should we at all be entertaining policies that apply to things that aren't going to change the COVID picture? And that comment was of, of a super spreader event. That's what the county executive had to say yesterday. Uh, we cannot say that we have any evidence of a super spreader, but we do have evidence of individuals from our contact tracers who actually attended both and were either sick the day of, we believe, or caught COVID in a time period thereafter where they could have theoretically been sick at the time or had been infected at the time they attended it. They were not super spreader events. So what Brian said, that's what we heard yesterday. These weren't super spreader events. And Brian, let me ask you this. Is it logical, do you think, to treat the stadium different than the arena since one is outside and one is not? Uh, I guess so. I Again, I think you need... Um... I think you need maybe a clearer idea of that whole picture, right? Like, I, what is – I mean, indoors in the studio is different from indoors, indoors in the, the arena. arena. That's, right? that's you know, my like, point exactly. That's – is that really – are we calling that an indoor space like we're calling a restaurant an indoor space? Right. I mean, it's, there's – It's not a very enclosed – I mean, it's enclosed, but it's not a very tightly closed area. I mean, there's a lot of air – circulating yeah. through um and you would hope that they're circulating some of that air and oh, I, so, I was just assuming um yeah but i just that to me it goes back to, i mean it goes back to everything we've talked about over the last year and a half like why uh, mask inside of a restaurant right oh my gosh I, uh, that's you look at that and you say am, am is am i making a tangible difference here wearing this mask from the door to my seat right. and from my seat to the bathroom right. and then going back and sitting down. And now that question is behind us, but that was, I mean, that is the question. And if I'm not- That was not, a pre-vaccine world. Yes. If I, if it's not making a difference, then what? why are we having this in the first place? Right. If it doesn't make a difference, then we shouldn't be putting more restrictions on people. I mean, that if you want to attack any sort of these mandates, I, I think that is the most sound way to do it. And then, right. of course, you have to go back and look at some of that data and look at if it is or isn't making a difference. Mark, you're on WBEM. Yes. Um, I just had a, a thought regarding the, uh, the stadium. Um, if they're going to require all the folks there, you know, to be fully vaccinated, what are they going to do about Beasley and that handful of players that never got vaccinated? Nothing. They'll they, uh, they'll they don't play. have yeah. They don't have any. Uh, they don't have any say over what's going on on the field. Uh, but they can tell the people going in apparently. And again, you know that goes to you know you can't compare the DMV to the stadium. You can't. I'm not going to compare myself the at the stadium to Cole Beasley at the stadium because it is 
I'm not running around on the field. I'm yelling in someone's face, whoever's sitting in front of me for four straight hours. You're running around the stadium. A little bit of a, <laughs> I mean, that's a little bit of a, a different scenario right there. Um, I, and I will, there is this too, that I was thinking about this after. I, I, I don't know where this was printed in the Buffalo News where, um, some, and I can't remember if this was said at the news conference or not that uh, somebody referenced that the county sanitarians who were walking around said that, you know, uh, we uh, determined through our data it was about 47% only were uh, complying with the masking rules. <laughs> I'm thinking, I, don't ever say that again because that makes me question every one of your data points that you've had. 47%. Yes. I was thinking maybe more like 5% would be one out of every 20 people, I think, is a fair estimate to how many in the concourse were uh, wearing a mask and following that rule, which does go to show to me, and at some point, I I think it is fair to answer the question of, okay, clearly the people there are not concerned, right? If 95% of the people walking around that stadium, including some state lawmakers, are not too concerned to follow the uh, guideline that's in place, then if the public is not concerned, should we still be, and that's another question, and I think that's another fair question to the mandate. If the public in general is not concerned about this, do we need the rule in place? And, you know, I, I think the, there, there are fair questions to ask and then I think there are questions that just make your argument sound terrible, right? There, I, I mean, you know, and, and I, I, I'm i hoping to distinguish between the two. There is still a lot of conversation to be had. By the way, the sanitarians, um, did they check Tim Winger? Because he talked about finding a dirty mask in the bottom of his backpack. I'm not sure that's really sanitary. But uh, <laughs> he sounded like me uh, riding around New York City. I had the same mask in my pocket for, you know, and who knows where that went for like three straight days. Oh. Probably not that great. We'll be back here tomorrow on BMAS and Beamer. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 